0: A double agent of a world-ruling cabal has a message for all of us. Prepare for a world of superheroes. And then to finish off Season 17 of Dead Rabbit Radio, we take a look at a bizarre and very interesting conspiracy theory. What if the cryptids of the world we see are actually humans from a breakaway civilization disguising themselves to scare us away today on dead rabbit radio hey everyone welcome back to another episode it's not just another episode this is the end of season 17 episode 850 of dead rabbit rabbit radio i'm having a great day i hope you guys are having a great day too i hope you guys have lots of fun plans for the next couple weeks when i'm not doing content you guys can keep yourselves busy i'm not worried about it i bought i always buy a game when i take breaks i bought porch light 2 a diablo game like so i'm looking i like to watch movies and play video games at the same time put in a little window mode make my little elf dude walk around and uh stab skeletons i'm assuming that's what the game's like I've, I've literally not seen any footage of it, but I saw some pretty snazzy pictures, read some reviews, so we'll see how that goes. But someone who I can always someone who I can always count on to stab skeletons with me walking into Dead Rabbit Command right now is our newest Patreon supporter. Give it up for Callum Fraser. Woohoo! Come on in, buddy! Come on in. Yeah. He's so he's so enthusiastic about stabbing skeletons, he doesn't even wait until they're out of the bodies. Callum, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon, I totally get it. Trust me, I do. Just help spread the word about the show. Really, really appreciate it. And especially when I see people talking about the show online. That's always really, really cool. Callum, let's go ahead and toss you a shovel. Put you in a little engineer outfit. It'll give you a little wooden train whistle. We're taking the carpenter caboose. We're going to shovel us some coal into this engine. And we are headed all the way out to a super secret Colt's headquarters. I guess it can't be that secret if there's a railway, if there's a train track leading right to it. But that is where we are going. So we are in the super secret Colt headquarters. We're just walking around in street clothes. We're like, hey, bro, what's up? They got on those monk robes that are all like purple. They're like chanting and stuff like that. We're like, turn up the beat. We got our boombox So they pull out their little wiggly daggers, you know, that you always see Satan worshipers carry around in movies. And they're, like, chasing us through the cult headquarters. Generally, generally when you do a story on a cult, you probably don't want to bring in the boombox playing Walking on Sunshine. But that's what we did. And no regrets. (laughs) As they slaughter half of my audience, I'm like, oh, no, no. But I still got you guys. And that's all that matters. We're in this cold headquarters, we're now fearing for our own lives, but I sit there and I'm sitting in this room talking, talking super loudly as they're trying to hide. I'm like, guys, want to hear a story? This super secret cult I found out about because this dude has decided to expose the machinations of this world-dominating group. Here we go, in a nutshell. On October 1st, 2021... This prophecy has been allowed to leave the hallowed halls of this nameless group and reach the ears of us mere mortals. An advanced quantum AI has been created. This quantum AI computer that sounds an awful lot like an adult man making noises with his mouth in a haunted closet has predicted a new leap in humanity. As the quantum AI is going through all of the internet, it's go- it becomes a gooner. It's just watching porn all the time. And they're like, uh, can we reprogram it so it can't access Pornhub? Thank you. Now the artificial intelligence is like reading world texts. looking for pictures of boobs in National Geographic. A gooner till the end. This AI has realized the path of humanity, where we are headed as a people. What you will see, the AI tells this cult. I don't know if I'm playing that. The cult has the AI. The cult built this quantum AI. The AI tells the cult, listen, we are about to reach an age of humanity that will be a golden age. It'll be a world where wisdom rules, where there is no separation from the most lowly worker and the most mighty titan of industry. It'll be a place where... There's not a king or a prince. We realize that we're all, in a way, our own king or prince. It'll be an age of equality. It'll be an age of unity. It'll be an age of superhumans. I've expertly predicted using 1950s sound effects. <laughs> That we are on the cusp of this golden age. People will be flying around. Right? That makes everyone equal, right? If you don't need a Ford Taurus or a Tesla, if you could just go like off to work, woo, and you flew through the sky, right? That would make everyone equal. Pretty dope, the AI, I'm sure, said. You'll see humans that have the ability to shoot electricity out of their hands. That's how they're powering their Teslas. Super strength, you'll have humans out there just be able to pick up the Tesla and just throw it to work. And then they just walk. They just walk to work and go, ah, the carpooling sure is nice nowadays. And then also a very common superpower that humans, all humans, right? Seven billion and counting. Invisibility! Well, Then you just don't go to work. You just don't go to work at all. You just stay home. And then when your boss is like, hey, Johnson, where are your reports? You're like, "Uh, I was there. I was just invisible. You didn't see me. You didn't see me. But I did show up there. And also, I'm sorry for throwing your car through the window last week. And the AI goes, this is the future of humanity. But the problem is, is that the cabal doesn't want that. They want us living in misery. They want us not able to throw cars or fly around. How are you going to make money, you oil companies? If I have the ability to electrocute you, if you raise the gas prices, I go eat, But then you can shoot me with electricity too, and we could just turn invisible and run around each other super fast. That wasn't one of the superpowers, but I'm adding that. The point is, is like I could go and give Elon Musk a noogie because what's he going to do? I mean, I guess, I guess he can use his super strength to throw me. The point is, is that Elon Musk doesn't want me to fly around. Right? The president doesn't want me to shoot electricity out of my hands. Trust me. Trust me. No one wants me to be able to do that. But you would have world leaders on par with the booger picker who hangs out on the street corner. Everyone would be equally powerful. Now, the AI has no emotion. It's just seeing the future of humanity. And it looks pretty dope. But the cabal doesn't want that. So what they have done is they have enacted a plan. So devious... That simply by talking about it on this podcast, I'm taking a huge risk. I'm I, I, I'm I'm making a gamble on this story. Find it very interesting. Taking a bit of a gamble. Spotify, YouTube. <laughs> I hope you know the tone I'm taking with this segment. The AI goes, "This is going to be the future of humanity," and the cabal goes, "No, we're not going to allow these peons, these little monkey humans." To be able to fly around and shoot electricity out of their hands. We don't want a world of unity and equality. We want a world of top-down control. We don't want a new world order. We want to maintain the old world order. So the cabal, they all snapped their fingers at the same time. And in walked a scientist holding a box. And on the box, it said, Moderna. And then he pulled out another box and it said Pfizer. And then he pulled out a Win dixie bag, a little plastic shopping bag, and it said Johnson's and Johnson on the side with a Sharpie. And the scientist goes, here you go, evil cabal leaders. If you want to prevent people, you're like, Jason, please, please do not go in the direction we think you're going. The scientist goes, if you want to prevent humanity from getting superpowers, all you have to do is inject them with these okay so technically i'm not going to tell you what it is i think you can figure it out right let's see how close i can fly to the sun on this story the idea is this this guy who's posted this insane ranting online possibly crashing the podcast with no survivors at the same time is that if you got the vaccine That was actually the cabal's goal all along. They wanted you to be injected with this medicine, and that means you won't get superpowers. The whole plan was laid out like this. We know we can't get everyone to take the vaccine, but if we can get enough people to take this vaccine, then when this age of enlightenment comes, 90% of the world will be vaccinated, and they won't have superpowers. The 10% of the world that is not vaccinated, Around, tw- <laughs> if you haven't been vaccinated, set your watch. Because around the year 2023, 2024, you might be able to fly. Don't test that. Please don't be like, oh, it's January 1st, 2023. I remember I heard a podcast a couple of years ago. I can fly. Don't try it, right? Do not take my word on this. Don't take my word on any of this nonsense with this story, but... And then the cabal will see They are not getting vaccinated, right? They know that this stuff is to suppress superpowers. So one day you're going to be sitting at home watching television or eating potato chips. And all of a sudden you see a bunch of elite world leaders flying around. You're like, ah, what's what's in these potato chips? Why am I hallucinating so badly? You're like, oh, I did take all that LSD this morning. But still, this is insane. All of the cabal members, they'll be able to fly around. Doesn't that sound like the worst world ever? Like, it's bad enough that these lunatics try to control every part of our lives, but imagine if they could also shoot electricity out of their hands. Imagine if the politicians you hate the most, whichever one you hate the most, imagine if that dude could fly around, shoot electricity out of his hands, turn invisible, and had super strength. Right Then all of your Twitter posts, he would would break through your wall like the Kool-Aid man and beat you up. And he'd probably be invisible while he was doing it. You wouldn't even know who it was. You're like, I probably should just stop using Twitter altogether. The cabals are not getting vaccinated. The 90% of the world who didn't get vaccinated, they will be flying around as well. So you go, okay, so I got vaccinated, big whoop. (laughs) At least in the future, I'm eating potato chips, I'm doing fine. But now you're going to see 10% of the world being like, we're here to fight for all those people who took the vaccines. We got superpowers. And the world leaders, the cabal, is going to be like, oh, no. Actually, this is part of the plan. We knew this was going to happen. They're going to fight each other, right? You're going to have all of these people who did get superpowers versus all these people who also got superpowers, but they're the ones who set up the plan in the first place. They'll rescue us. No, that's not the plan. Apparently, the cabal is going to invite them in. The cabal is going to go when everyone starts flying or Not everyone, when the unvaccinated people are, start flying around. This is so insane, and I swear, this, this is pretty risky talking about this. As the unvaccinated are flying over our heads, shooting electricity at each other, I swear, this might be my favorite conspiracy theory in a long time. As the unvaccinated are turning invisible and punching each other through buildings, the cabal will say, join us. Join us and we'll rule over these meat sacks. Like, look at them. They can't even fly. You know, join us. At least we have that in common, right? So join us. And the apparently the quantum AI or this insider is saying that most, most of the non-cabal unvaxxed will end up joining the cabal. They'll betray the vaccinated. And then there'll be a remaining maybe 2% of guys who are like, no, we don't want to join the cabal. You guys are evil. And then they're they just going to get curb stomped because they're fighting a bunch of other super beings. So this this conspiracy theory is nuts, right? The ability that in a couple of years, you'll be able to fly if you didn't get vaccinated. For what? This is why I don't understand conspiracy theories. I love conspiracy theorists. And boy, do I have a lot of my own. But even I know mine are pretty ridiculous. (laughs) When people put a little bit of weight on them, sometimes they absolutely collapse. This one, the guy says, listen, you get vaccinated, you can't get superpowers. But it also says you can only get superpowers if you're unvaccinated and you're Caucasian or Asian. I don't know, and it said like people who are of mixed race will get a little bit of superpowers. I don't know what that means, if only the top half of someone will be invisible. Or maybe they can just shoot electricity out of one finger, which would still be a marked improvement over no electricity from any fingers. People of mixed ethnicity will kind of have some superpower, but uh, you have to be Caucasian or Asian to have this. Why? I don't get it. I mean, I guess I am arguing with a quantum AI computer who also has a secret porn addiction. But that's so weird. When you're making up these conspiracy theories, what a weird detail to add. Like, there's not going to be a Jamaican superhero? There's not going to be a... I mean, he's like, dude, I didn't get vaxxed. Why are you guys flying above my head? Weird. It's just such a weird, I mean, like, Jason, Jason, wait, that's, that's the part you think is weird. It's just an odd detail to throw in there because obviously I don't believe this is real. I don't believe this is real at all. So if it's not real, that'd be like me going, here's a story of E.T. It's about a young boy named Elliot meets this alien from another planet and the alien hated Italians. You're <laughs> like, Wait, 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 wait. Why'd you add that last word? Why'd you add that last word about the alien hating Italians? It's just such a weird detail to throw in there. That would actually make the movie E.T. way more interesting. Elliot keeps being like, oh, my favorite food's Italian food. And E.T.'s walking in and he's like, uh E.T. floats a bicycle through the pizza shop's window. So yeah, there is my story. I really hope, I really hope, I again, I'm taking a risk. I, think, I saw this the other day and I thought it was really insane. I don't know how hardcore the podcast and the YouTube is regulating anti-vax, COVID conspiracy stuff. I'm, I'm thinking that is over. But we will find out. We will find out if this episode gets removed or if season 18 never commences. But what what an insane conspiracy theory. I just wonder what... Is this like a creative writing exercise? Does this person actually believe it? Who knows? Such weird details. Although I did, I can't keep complaining about his details when I added the fact that the computer was addicted to watching humans have sex. Callum, let's go ahead and toss you the keys to the Carpenter Copter for the last time this season. We are leaving behind this Quantum AI's goon cave. We are headed all the way out to the Pacific Northwest. I saw this post the other day. I thought, what a great way to wrap up the season. Just really kind of a fun, cool story. Because it's one of those ones that makes you look at known phenomenon differently. Now, sure, we will all look at the world differently when Bill Gates is floating around being like, ha tricked you, shooting electricity at our feet, making us dance. But right now, before that insane future never happens, right now, let's take a look at a post from a user known as 21837120. And this dude, we're going to call him Tyler, has a conspiracy theory of his own. Not really a conspiracy theory. Maybe that's not the right way to say it. An explanation of a phenomenon, which actually is the definition of a conspiracy theory. But the thesis statement is this. What if certain cryptids are just other humans? Now, he's very clear to say I'm not talking about people today who dress up as Bigfoot as a joke or as a prank. Or to, you know, attract tourism to an area or something like that. And people do those things. People perform hoaxes all the time and make fake footprints and do all that stuff. That happens. That's not what he's talking about. The theory goes a little bit deeper than that. He says, and we're gonna talk about Bigfoot exclusively. I think that's where this works the best. And I think that's what Tyler was kind of zeroing in on as well. Because we've covered so many crazy cryptids on this show. We covered a, a we covered a horse in Brazil that had no head and it just had flames coming out of a stump. I don't I don't think that's I don't think that's the type of cryptid Tyler's talking about. Let's stick with a hominid cryptid. A Bigfoot would be a perfect example of this. It's not a modern hunter out there. It's not a modern person trying to pull a scam or something like that. What he's talking about is it is a splinter group of humans, and not necessarily splinter group, and we're going back hundreds of thousands of years, and it's actually just Harry Wildman in the woods. No, it's something far more thought out than that. You have a group, you have a culture that has remained completely isolated as society continued to move forward by choice. They saw the way things were going and they're like, nope, we're out. So three or four families walk into the wilderness. Did this happen in the 1970s? Did it happen in the 1670s? Who knows? But what we see as Bigfoots are them. they're experts at camouflage which is something that humans pick up on right away we look at the earliest human cultures and one of the first things they do is they dress themselves not just in animal skins but as animals and if you weren't aware of that if you were coming into an area and you weren't aware that people used even if you were aware that people would used to wear wolf skins and had like the big wolf head on their head and just had it draped over their body. If you were hunting today and you saw a man in the wilderness completely draped in wolf skins. And you just saw it at a glance. You saw him running through the tree line. You would think that was a werewolf. You're like, no, Jason. I love the paranormal. Put putting words in my mouth, bro. I love the paranormal. But I would not think if I saw something run by really quick. It looked like a man in a suit. Not a suit, but you know, like the wolf fur hanging off of you. I would not immediately think it was a werewolf. I might doubt. I might think it could be a werewolf, but I would first think that must be a guy wearing wolf skin. But so <laughs> this, dude, this dude is so funny because this guy laid it out really, really well. And now I'm going to butcher it, right? I'm going to put all this crazy stuff anyway. He goes, imagine this. A group of people at one point broke away from society and they have a portion of the world that they want. The Pacific Northwest, for example, which is where we see a ton of Bigfoot sightings. Let's say back in the 1800s, people are like, you know what? We don't like this logging camp stuff. We came panning for gold and that didn't pan out. They're all nudging the guy next to him. And he's like, get lost. Get out of here. So a group of these dudes take their families. They go out into the wilderness. And so their community doesn't get encroached on. They scare away people. Straight up Scooby-Doo mentality with this thing, right? And so you dress up as a monster. <laughs> it's, it sounded so good when I read it. You would dress up as a creature of legend and then you would scare people off. You're dressed up as a Bigfoot and you're walking through the woods and a hunter is like, "Oh no," and he runs away cuz he sees he sees a guy in a suit going row, "row." And then you run away. And if this would make sense, this would totally make sense. You would have these cryptids, they're actually a breakaway human civilization. Not that advanced, maybe just a human a human group, right? Doesn't have to be a full city out there, buildings built of acorns and twigs. Let me go back to my notes. <laughs> Let me look back at my notes. Humans are not only experts at camouflage. It's one of the first things we do because we had to do it as hunters. But it's part of our culture, right? You can look back to the earliest civilizations and they drape these animal skins over themselves like they were becoming the animals themselves. And they use the fear of the unknown to keep people out. Now again, if you have a Bigfoot in an area, you go, Jason. But I saw like AMC, like we'll send or A and E or whatever, whoever does these shows. You send Bigfoot hunters out to these areas. If you're dressed up as Bigfoot, you're actually attracting more eyes to it. Well, the thing is, is you're not. if, if you're in the middle of nowhere, most people are never going to even know there's sixty people somewhere in this mountain range in the Pacific Northwest. You're just not going to know. And let's say there is a Bigfoot sighting. Most people don't believe in Bigfoot. Then people who do casually, like myself, like I believe that the phenomenon, there's something to the phenomenon, but I don't know what it is. I'm never going to go out there. I'm never going to go out there. I'll talk about it on my podcast, but I'm not going to hike through the woods for 10 miles just to maybe see, maybe see a mythical monster. You might attract some Bigfoot hunters, but for the most part, you're actually pushing people away. And it would have more effect the farther back you went. Like before A&E was putting out 10 Bigfoot shows a day, you definitely weren't having a lot of big fun hunters out there. He says this type of activity is far better than a no trespassing sign or a fence. Because it's terrifying. You're actually coming face to face with a beast. Think about that story I did yesterday. I'm not saying that happened to be two toddlers who attacked Emmy. They were just wearing fur. But it's scary. Like, these creatures are scary. And if you saw something that was eight feet tall walking through the woods, you would be terrified. Don't don't ask don't ask me how they're eight feet tall. I haven't figured that part out yet. But you have these. Maybe that's an exaggeration, right? Maybe you just saw maybe you saw hairy guy on stilts. Oh man, this sounded so good when I read it. I Actually, still really like it. But now that I'm saying it out loud, they they do miss that part. Like you could leave Bigfoot tracks to throw people off. But usually when people see Bigfoot, it's actually, you know, it's funny because now that I think about it, most people don't see Bigfoot. I'm even talking about people in the wilderness. They smell Bigfoot. They'll say, I sensed the presence. I didn't know what it was. And I was hit with the most odorous, odifious, terrible smell. And I left. And I've had people tell me that. They go, I don't know what it was. I've heard the stories about Bigfoot. If you asked me what it was, just me and you, it was probably Bigfoot. Like, I think it was Bigfoot. But they'll tell me that I I didn't see it, but I smelt it. That would be easy for humans to fake. That would be easy for a breakaway society to put out there. That would scare people away. So you could have these groups of cryptids actually be humans in disguise. Again, I haven't worked out how they're eight feet tall. But... That aside, that that most notable thing about Bigfoot, the fact that he's massive aside, is really interesting conspiracy theory. And Tyler went to do some more research on it. He said, he looked it up, he goes, you need a minimum of 160 people to have okay levels of diversity for multiple generations, So you could have 160 people leave an area and they would not be a bunch of inbred freaks within two years. I mean, although that might help them, right? If you had a bunch of inbred freaks walking around looking like monsters, it's just, it's a win-win. I guess it's not not a win for the freak. I guess they're kind of losing, but you'd have more freaks and you'd have more, you'd have more babies and you had more freaks. And I was thinking about this and I go, this was mine. I'm adding this on. I'm adding this on, but I thought that would actually explain why when people go Bigfoot hunting, they'll go up to an area where there's no one Bigfoot sightings. And one, they never find a body, right? That's always been the thing. like, what happens to the Bigfoots? Do the Bigfoots bury themselves? But whenever they find fur in an area where there's a Bigfoot sighting, it's deer hair or elk hair or something like that. It would make sense because what they're seeing is a Bigfoot sighting or a human disguised as Bigfoot. Again, not to pull some sort of prank. But this is their land, and they're trying to ward people off of it because there's a big monster walking around. Their suits are made of deer fur or elk fur, and that's why that is what's scraping out on the branches. It's why you cannot prove these things exist, because although the sightings are real, the monsters are human. Now, it doesn't explain every cryptid right? It wouldn't explain mermaids. It's just like some guy like that say, we're fed up with society, let's live underwater. And then there's like 160 bodies just floating in the bay. It wouldn't explain every cryptid, but it would explain cryptids like Bigfoot. It's just another cool explanation of what it could be. It's humans disguised as Bigfoot to protect their land. Because if you were going into battle against someone and he was wearing a wolf fur, you're like, Jason, I'd be in a tank. I don't, know, I don't know why you think everyone lives in the 1600s. Well, imagine you walking through the woods and your tank broke down. And you're trying to walk back to get some gas. And you saw a bunch of people dressed up as monsters. Well, no, no, no. You didn't see a bunch of people dressed up as monsters. You saw a bunch of monsters. You'd run away. You'd leave the area. So they would continue to protect their land. And just over this glade, past the river, and right behind that big old rock, it leads you to a resplendent valley. And there's like a little camp, a little camp there. I've always wondered about this. You know, we look at pictures of America, right? We just salute them all day long until our arms get tired. If you look at a map of America, it looks so tiny, right? And you see all these roads and everything. I have, I wonder... Because we always find, like, lost tribes in the Amazon. We'll wrap it up like this. We always find, like, lost tribes in the Amazon. (laughs) We don't always find them. If we found them, they wouldn't be lost. But there's tribes in the Amazon that have been discovered. There's the tribe on Sentinel Island that's never been fully communicated with. What if in the middle of America there's a, like pioneer village or a little pilgrim village like you go around the bend and there's a bunch of cottages made of stone and there's like thatched roofs and like little little fireplaces and stuff like that i bet you that could happen america is so big i bet you in the middle of some massive desolate landscape covered in nothing but wilderness you could have a little pioneer village And you'd have have pilgrims. (laughs) They're still wearing their uncomfortable pilgrim clothes. Everything's made of wool and super itchy. And they got on their big old hats with their heavy buckles. And they're like, ah, Martha, isn't this the life? And they don't know of anything out there, right? Maybe there was four earthquakes. And it made these huge... Chasms open up on all the sides of the village, and they're like, we did lose a lot of pilgrims and pilgrimesses during those four massive earthquakes, but here we are, completely isolated from the rest of America. That we can only assume who we can only who who can only assume still looks like they're dressed for a child's pageant during Thanksgiving, and he's smoking his corn pipe. And the pilgrim people are just kind of going about their business, carrying buckets of water, eating corn, avoiding avoiding the massive chasms that surround them. You, that could happen. That could happen. You could have, just like you have tribes in other parts of the world that were just left behind the march towards civilization. I wonder if you have places like that in America, if you have a little village... And either they willingly did it, they saw the way things were going, and they're like, oh, pantaloons, we don't want anything to do with these weirdos, and then they just retreated to the woods. Or if it was an accident, if they got lost. They're like, see you later, Roanoke, we'll be back in a little bit. And everyone left and they formed another city, and they're like, oh, dude, this city will be our winter city, because it gets too cold on the East Coast. And then they're like, hey, did did anyone make a map back home? And they're stuck there. I've always wondered if that was possible, and now I got this third. Now I got this third theory to look at. That maybe that's true. Maybe a bunch of pilgrims did get lost. <laughs> Tyler did not say this. Maybe a bunch of pilgrims just walked out into the wilderness one day, and they liked it out there. They liked it out there. They didn't have to like shine their boots all the time, and they took off those big heavy hats, and they're just like leaning against trees, and they're like, "Dude, this is life. Maybe we should just live in the wilderness." And then they're there for a while, right? Everything's just totally fine. And then some dudes like are walking through the woods, and they're like, hey, what's up, pilgrim bros? And they're like, oh, man, that guy, those dudes are super lame. We don't want to have anything to do with them. So they scare them off. They shoot muskets at them and stuff like that. And they're like, okay, now the feds are looking for us. They go deeper into the woods. And they go, how do we not get caught anymore? And some guy's sitting there with his corncob pipe. He strokes his beard, and he's like, hmm. And he keeps stroking it. <laughs> he strokes it. <laughs> He strokes it for 100 years and his beard becomes so long it wraps around his body. (laughs) They're like, dude, are you ever going to come? We've been waiting for you to come up. You said you had the answer. You've just been stroking your beard for 100 years. We've been feeding you and wiping your butt this whole time. You've done nothing else. And then he stands up and he goes, ta-da! He's all furry. And he goes, we just all have to do this. We just have to pretend that we're furry monsters in the woods. Because no one wants to mess with furry monsters, right? And the pilgrims start yeah, clapping, and the dude's like, yep, I know, I know, guys, keep laying it on me. I just became the world's first Bigfoot. Uh, that doesn't that doesn't, explain, that doesn't explain the Yeti, that doesn't explain the Yowie in Australia, but it may explain the existence of our furry friend in the Pacific Northwest. So the next time you hear someone talk about Bigfoot or pilgrims, sit them down and let them know America's real history. <laughs> at one point, some pilgrims got lost, opened fired on some nerds, and then grew their beards so long they became the beasts of legend. And if they disagree with you, just look them in the eyes, shoot electricity at them, shoot electricity at them, and fly away. Because nowadays, the truth is what you make it. DeadRabbitRadio@gmail.com gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. TikTok is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, and day. I'm so glad you listened to it today. Have a great time. I will be back April 5th with more episodes of Dead Rabbit Radio. I love you guys. Have a great one.